Her eyebrows are a lot. Oh, I have so many notes about the eyebrows. <laughs> she has like, she has like the thirty-nine-year-old lady face on the body of a twelve-year-old. Yeah, it's so confusing. Yeah, like someone who's been plucking her eyebrows for thirty of those thirty-eight years. <laughs> oh, poor Ashley. She's fine. Let's start. Let's recap All right, and well, start. So, I had the little bleep, yeah, at the very beginning yeah. of the last episode, and I mean, I thought that that could that be a fun, so I thought that could be a fun marker for the very mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah. I'm going to say, America, bleep, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Canadian. Canada, bleep, yeah. No. Okay, fine. They don't have the ethos to, to back that up. Someone else can bleep. Bleep yeah. Bleep yeah. And we're back. Hi y'all, welcome to That Bleeping Podcast, a podcast wherein four academics who love television recap, analyze, and love and hate on all things popular culture. We are beginning our journey by watching Degrassi The Next Generation, but we promise no loyalty to that show. Two things. Spoiler alert, there will be um, full episode recaps as we go forward, and sailor alert, we're going to swear. So, you know, do what you have to do with that information. Hey y'all, quick post-production note here. Uh, We lost some of our audio due to some malfunctions and there are a couple of places later on in the podcast where I inserted a very obvious bleep, bleepity bleep and stuff. Please forgive us, we're still figuring out technology as we're new and sit back and enjoy the pod. Bye! And we are starting on, what, we're on episodes two and three and four. four. Family politics and I have the beholder. I have the beholder. I have the beholder. You recap the first one. I'll recap the second one. Okay, as our resident political scientist, <laughs> oh, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, Sonnet. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Sonnet Gabbard. I teach at oh, Ohio State University, and I am a Capricorn. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm Tiffany Salter. I also teach college things. Literature, <laughs> literature mostly, and I am a Virgo. Oh, I'm Jacinta. I don't know these people, and I'm an Aries. <laughs> of course you're. <laughs> That's why you don't know. This. I'm Brendan. I do know these people. I teach English, and I'm a Sagittarius. Yes, Edge. Okay, so family politics, episode one hundred and three. We open the scene uh, with Ashley making a beautifully bedazzled <laughs> "Vote for Ashley Kerwin" poster. Ashley, for those of you don't who don't know, is Toby's pseudo stepsister. She's in grade eight. Is that what they say? Grade eight. Mm-hmm. And she is a shoe in to win the school presidency. So we open to Ashley making a pretty sparkly poster, talking on the phone to her best friend Terry. Uh, and she walks out to go to the bathroom to get ready, and lo and behold, her crappy little stepbrother, pseudo-stepbrother Toby, is in the bathroom doorway with her training bra on! Huzzah! Yay! Um, so right off the bat, we are, um, privy to their tenuous at best relationship. So pretty much the, the plot is Toby and, uh, Ashley are seeking to beat the other at the politics game. Rather than run just against Ashley, Toby decides to use his prop person, a.k.a. J.T. York, 
if y'all will remember, JT is the resident magician of the group. Would you say? I he's a funny dude. He's like a comedic magician. Mm -hmm. He reminded me, so like when my brother was a little kid, he wanted to be a preacher, magician, comedian. And so he would practice all three of those things. Anyway. So yeah, JT runs against Ashley. And some of the subplots that are happening, uh, we get to meet Spinner and Jimmy and Liberty Van Zandt. Liberty, uh, we'll get to Liberty. Uh, yeah, so Spinner and Jimmy are grade eights. They like to terrorize slash flirt with question mark, uh, Emma and Manny. So that's a subplot. But the main focus, again, family politics. Eventually, Ashley decides that the only way she'll beat JT, since he is doing very well at the being the anti-hero, the anti-candidate, she decides the only way to beat him is to bribe him to withdraw <laughs> from the actual race, uh, which he does after giving what he thought of was, like, this amazing speech. Um, but it kind of cuts away. It, we don't even see the speech. He's but like he's, 12. Uh, you know what? <laughs> if he's the entertainer, he should have a good speech. All right. So um, JT pulls out of the race. Ashley wins. And then we have the aww moment at the end with Toby and Ashley sitting down and, I guess, reconciling? But also JT takes all the fall for it off camera. Right. Yeah, we know that JT gets in trouble. For running a joke campaign. From, yes. Even though Ashley paid him 50, 60, wasn't it paid him 80 dollars. <laughs> Canadian dollars. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, we don't know what the rate was. Uh, well, oh, uh, this is what happened. Wait, are we done with our recap? Are we moving um, on? <laughs> I think that's it. That's, that's pretty it. much a recap. Yeah, it's a pretty simple episode. It's really more of a way for us it's to... It's not a simple episode. It's bizarre. <laughs> okay. It is so bizarre. Okay, hold on. Hold okay. on. Okay, but, but the, the plot line... Yes. The plot line is pretty simple. <laughs> we get to meet most Just of the main characters. <laughs> Because I watched all this when I was like 14. <laughs> so. I have strong feelings. I, I'm not surprised. I also have very strong feelings. That's fine. That's pretty much the recap, uh, but there's a lot going on in the meantime. Such also, as... we also meet. Uh, oh, Paige! We meet Paige. Paige, we Michael, also meet, Michael Chuck. Uh, Ms. Kwan. I forgot about Ms. Kwan, but then I remember. Who is the most passive aggressive teacher ever? She is a <laughs> Ms. Kwan. Okay, well, Miss Kwan is around, is around a lot. <laughs> there are some wild things that happen in Miss Kwan's classroom. Well, like, you'll see in later she, episodes. She, like, walks up and calls him out. She's like, I hope you won't get suspended as many times as you did last semester. And I'm like, you what is that? Dick. <laughs> what yes. do you think of uh, family politics? I would just like to say that I think that both Toby and Ashley are annoying in this oh. episode. Like, both of them got on my nerves. For sure. And I was like, you, you need to both just go I feel bad for JT a little bit because I think he got, like, roped in. Because the narrative is supposed to be, like, we feel good that they're family. I think we're supposed to feel good about that. I don't think you're supposed to worry about JT that much, bro. <laughs> I know, but there are, like, four different times where he's like, what if I actually win? I just I don't understand what the, what we're supposed to take away from this because it seems like originally I was like oh it's not well, about him but what I mean is what we're supposed to take about the fact that 
she bribes someone, and we're supposed to feel good about the fact that she still wins. Well, he doesn't know what he's doing. No, but I don't care. But I mean, like, the show's, like, moral center is with her at the mm-hmm. end. And the family reconciliation. And not the person who, like, gets bullied. Also, he gets picked up by those older boys by her. Oh, and yeah, she her offers, henchmen. She offers to pay him off. I don't know. I well, he gets really the money, up. though. He gets the money, but also I think that, like, <clears throat> we're supposed to recognize that, like, her actions as someone who gives money is, like... Not as bad as the joke campaign. Like I'm like he's a I don't under, I guess I just didn't buy that. Like I don't really care. It's it's pre, it's president. Of, it's like essentially class president. They mm-hmm. call it school president. Mm-hmm. It's not like the stakes are that high. If he'd won, he would have been fine. Okay, you're saying this as a grown ass man. But but, like, but what I mean <laughs> is that as a viewer, are we supposed to... Okay, if I'm their age, am I supposed to be like, oh, it's fine that she was horrible to the younger kid. If you're their age, you probably don't care. But the show wants us to care. But not about that. No, we want to care about Ashley and Toby. And, and I know, at the end of it, I like, these people are horrible. <laughs> One of them, I can tell you for a fact, when I was that age, I would have also... Once he was bullied by those two older boys, I would have been out on them. I was out... Um, I stopped caring about her. I mean, she was annoying already. Because I don't find her particularly engaged. Like, she's she's better in the second episode we watched today. Yeah, but Ashley I, becomes I, the nice girl. Uh, we'll get there. But Ashley and Terry are also the ones that were in the first, the previous episode, but their names weren't mentioned. They were, like, giving tours mm-hmm. at school mm-hmm. because they're, like, the good girls. Or grade whatever. eights. Yes. Good grade eights. Good grade eights. Yeah, see, I don't feel bad for JT because I see this as an allegory for the Bush administration. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why. Uh, So this this came out November 4th, 2001. It's clearly about, it's about uh, Ashley and Toby's relationship, but it's also about being a puppet administration, which is what JT (laughs) is going to be. JT is George Bush. Toby is clearly either Donald Rumsfeld or Dick Cheney. And Ashley is Al Gore, question mark? But you could also make a parallel to contemporary politics with JT being Donald Trump and Ashley being Hillary Clinton. So I'm going to go back to if we're with Jacinta's thing about watching this as a kid, none of that would come into play. And I would just feel bad for the younger kid who gets taken advantage of. I also don't know how many things but also, like, I mean, again, so this is, like, episode isolation, but JT's nature is very goofy, and yeah. he gets in a lot of random trouble throughout the series. I mean, it's not like, he's not really, and and the animosity between him and Spinner is ongoing, but they don't really, I don't think they really want you to, like, feel bad for JT. I guess I was just, no. I even setting that aside, that we're supposed to be okay with Ashley winning, even though she basically was going to lose, because she wasn't running a very good. Because also her campaign is basically predicated on I'm a good person, like I, not even I'm a good. I'm just perfectionist, and that means I should win because I assumed I was going. I mean, because most, I was running unopposed, yeah. But I so, mean, most school, grade school, or middle school, or high school elections are basically like. I am popular. <laughs> no, I know. Me. I guess I was trying to figure out what. Okay, so I was trying to figure out as a show for tweens about tweens, what the emotion like. What's the moral takeaway? 
and I couldn't figure it out besides like be nicer to your stepsister. I, I agree with Sonnet. I had I read it as very Trumpian slash W in the sort of like populist thing. Mm-hmm. The difference is they are all kids, but only one of these kids has all this money and like literally bullies at her disposal. And that person is not the W. I think JT actually had... I think we find out later that he's actually pretty well off, too. But this is the I third episode. Well, like, right. most of them are not, like, super poor. No, here. no. The ones that, that you find out that don't have money, you will, like, find And they're out the quote-unquote bad kids. Mm-hmm. I guess I just mean that, like, within the episode, mm-hmm. I immediately... Once that happens, I didn't care. I, I, I find... But I also don't think you're supposed to read Jimmy and Spinner that harshly. No. Like, I think you're being more harsh on them than the show is. I think when I was a little kid, bullies, once you bully someone, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, I I think that I was like, oh, I didn't expect there to be that much casual bullying. Yeah, there's a lot of... Mm -hmm. There are bad, like, narratively bad bullies in the series. Like, ones that you will see that the show does not want you to like. Mm -hmm. Jimmy and Spinner are not bad. No, they're more like... I read them, especially with their interactions with Emma and Manny, as like, they're teasing you because they like you. Maybe that's a little too much foreshadowing there, but like, so they're pains in the ass. I, I read, see, I read, and I think we're coming in with our own like middle school baggage because I read Paige as the biggest bully in this oh, episode yeah. okay. and the next now, episode. Now hold on, okay, because totally like, because she's is, shitty. But, but like, I actually like love Paige in this episode. We'll talk about the next episode when we get <laughs> no, there. But, but Paige, when she yeah. comes in in this episode, is like, I just love her. <laughs> No, so Paige much. is a huge bully. She's yeah, not yeah, a physical Paige. bully. And in this episode, we have tiny people being picked up and carried by big people. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but I guess I just don't think no, it's, it's violence. I don't know why we're like, these aren't the bad bullies. They're the okay Be, bullies. But I, think, but I think that, that like, <laughs> the, but that's not, like, narratively what the show wants or what audiences interpret it as. Audience that actually watch Degrassi. Mm-hmm. That, that might be fair, but I think that where Brendan and I are coming in is we don't have all of the sort of, like, history of the show. This is the third and, episode I've ever watched. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I get it. I just, I'm just saying that I just don't, like, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think that, like, for a younger audience, a tween to teen audience or even preteen audience, I don't, I think that, like, the focus is, like, we're going to focus on this relationship between these two people. Everything else is kind of ancillary, and I, I think that the showrunners of the time were not paying that much attention to all of these sort of, like, the other things are just filler. Yeah. Because, like, the, mm-hmm. we'll get to how my strong feelings about, like, the cutting and editing of this episode, which I think <laughs> is a whole other thing, um, and where I was mostly yelling at my computer as I was watching it was in the editing um, as a film dork. And so I, I get you, and I agree with you, and for me it was a little, it wasn't, I don't know that I was as shocked, maybe, as you, but I, I definitely I was, was curious about... I shocked, I just was sort of like, I don't like these people. Once you use bullies to do things, I don't like you. Yeah, at the end of the episode, there was not anyone that I was really into. Like, I mean, like, there And I, it's I interesting, because not... Paige is a bully in the next episode. Here, she's more like a mean girl. She's bitchy. Well, and I mean, I mean that, that, that's the thing, though. They don't really, like, the characters that are main characters, which is, like, all of these characters yeah. in this episode, mm-hmm. they're not really, like, one-sided, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, like, in the next episode, right, you see more of Spinner as, mm-hmm. like, a real person than yeah. you do in the previous episode. So, like, 
the characters that they want you to dislike, like, it's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, these characters, these characters, they're like, yeah, you might be, you know, mean girl, but also all this other stuff. Too. Yeah, and I appreciate that, like, it, it is clear that they are very interested in showing that, like, people make mistakes, and also people can be totally decent, sort of, like, tweens to yeah. one, one group of people, and totally fantastic jerks to, like, mm-hmm. other groups mm-hmm. of people. And and so, like, because I know that I was that way as a kid, like, and mm-hmm. I was bullied, you know? Mm-hmm. I was bullied, and, and yet I know that I also behaved in bully-ish ways to others, so... Well, I think we should talk about Paige. Um, we brought up Paige. Yeah. New year, new Paige! Because I wrote Paige. the glow up because she keeps putting on those glasses and she's like, this is my glow up. I got glasses. I, I got Paige. glasses. So much. New yeah. year, new Paige. Paige. You'd rather focus on the issues than your appearance. That's so admirable. <laughs> <laughs> There's an ellipses in there and I was like, ah, Paige. <laughs> Oh, Paige in her belly shirts. Yeah. I know, it's her hottie. It's a hottie. Oh, that's right. Hottie. <laughs> Did, that reminds me of when Lindsay Bluth on Arrested Development wears her slut t-shirt to the jail. <laughs> that's another that's another Because like Paige and Ashley are kind of friends, but not friends. And it's like No, it's a believable they're, like, they're like, like yeah, yeah. frenemy. Yeah, <laughs> frenemy. Between frenemy situation, very much so. Oh my god, Paige Well, so and she's also so ambitious. She wants to start the spirit squad, guys. Like, I'm like. Oh, that's them is the weird quad. There yeah. was so many weird Miss Kwan over in their lives. Oh my god, Miss Kwan hates everybody <laughs> except for Ashley. I know. It's she, so weird. It's perfect. Um, you know, some they can't just have Snake in the media immersion lab. They gotta have somebody else teach it. This that's is true. Cool. Yeah. You guys are immersion. in the coolest homeroom <laughs> of all time. I know, it's so good. It's also, so good. do we know who's taking the video? No! <laughs> right? Is that creeping me out? <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> I was like, so, for, to clarify, since we didn't talk about it, there is somebody who is following the two campaigns, uh, uh, JT's campaign and Ashley's campaign, and, and getting opinions. And, mm-hmm. and so it's very visually like shown as if it's being done with like a handheld recorder. But I was like, are we ever going to know who's doing no. it? No, absolutely not. I mean, I liked it. It made it, if your thing about them trying to draw parallels with actual electoral politics or definitely that, it's also very, because of the episode where they talk about media immersion, like if the first two episodes are like the internet and obviously the internet comes back in the fourth episode this one is like screens screens there are many ways mm-hmm. and the closed circuit tv in their school which oh we God. had that in my middle school i remember we did the news that my school that i taught middle school i had like a tv but the one in my room didn't work so we just got the announcements but you think for something that's supposed to be so, like, visually, you know, video-oriented that they would have had better editing. Talk to us about editing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't remember details, so you're going to have to mm. Well, so there's this disjointed um, series of shots where they're, it's kind of intercut with these video slices where they interview Liberty and they mm-hmm. interview, um, you know, whoever else. But it goes from them campaigning in one space to another until, like, I don't know, all sense of time was mm. was messed up. Like, it, like is it, it's all supposed to happen in one school day, yeah, but, like, they're never in class. <laughs> right, right, right. The, the, the timing was 
confusing to me because it was literally like the first day of school and they're like, okay, student council nominations are due by the end of by the day. Four, and like, and we by, just got here. Posters and then you're running. And, and then, then there's an election right after the speech. Yeah, it's just, it was all, I didn't understand any of it. They're wearing the same outfits the whole time. Time is a black on. circle. <laughs> exactly. There's at least enough time for Ashley and Toby to go home once. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at least two days. Yeah. Right. Well, I got confused because there's the confusingly edited scene where JT is giving the speech and Toby and Ashley are outside talking about, about quote-unquote, blood money, which is like, <laughs> all right. Talking about blood money. <laughs> Toby's so dramatic. And, I know. But then... It cuts back to JT's speech, and then it just cuts to them at home meeting at that table. And I was like, did I miss a scene? No, they, just, they just skipped Ashley's speech. And I think if they had shown what happened, I think that's why I also felt bad for JT, because the show like clearly was like, you were just a device yeah. mm-hmm, to make mm-hmm. us care about this sibling, and I didn't. I think that yeah. was the thing. Is I think they're just so both so annoying. They are annoying. They're I found annoying. him less annoying as the episode mm-hmm. went and her more annoying because she really... Well, yeah, I mean, he starts out being aggressively annoying and then they are, like, collectively annoying yeah. and I just... And yeah. the end was confusing. Yeah, and I, and I, I mean, like, my other big editing thing was about that cut between... We don't go back into the gym. We don't. We don't get her speech. And then all of a sudden, even the scene, the la- the final scene where they're like reconciling, starts off very aggressive mm. and without any kind of sort of like logical. He's just development. Sitting, I like he's like, just sitting at the table waiting for her to appear in the scene. It's like yeah. So like he a, can yell at it's her. It's like a stage play where like it's like <laughs> everyone like someone's a little behind on their lines and they're like, "How are you?" Right, and but they don't. They also don't do the 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 work to no. move from. I am very angry with you. To oh, we're good now, and it, it's just like all of a sudden there's like a a switch, and everything is good. And I don't. They did not do that dialogue work to make that happen for me. I mean, how much of that also? I I agree. I think this is the failure of the director and the editors. But also, like, if we're going to be very generous. Tweens are super emotional, and they are highs and lows, and they are they do those one eighties a lot. And we also know that they're all in family counseling. Which shout out to family counseling, shout out to their parents for being like, this is gonna be hard because you're both fucking thirteen and twelve, and you hate each other, and we kind of hate you too. So <laughs> we're gonna go see Doctor Freed. Yeah. So like, and I also liked that in that reconciliation scene, they talk about Doctor Freed would be so proud yeah. of us. Right. Well, it, there's a lot of um, focus on blended families, and I don't know if it was that I you know, was dealing with a blended family in high school or whatever, but I know that at that time, like in the mid nineties to like mid aughts, oh there God, was yeah. so much programming was so that much... was that was about how to sort of successfully bring together more than one family. Because we had the Brady Bunch moment or whatever in the seventies and then it kinda like seemed to go away from pop culture. Well, and... That's because nobody had parents in the eighties. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's that's true. true. <laughs> oh my god, I never thought about it. Uh, Brenda and Brandon did. That was in the nineties. That's in the nineties. Late eighties. That's uh, in the nineties. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. You're right. You're Pretty right. and pink. But yeah. that's only because like her sister is getting married and the, the well, parents there's have to a lot of her birthday. But there's a that's lot of like, like hella latchkey kids yeah. and dead parents it's and whatnot true. in the eighties. It's true. 
Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that, but there's but, the step-by-step step moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, step yeah, by this step. is totally in the step-by-step mode, and and full so, house. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That less so. I mean, like you're not dealing with siblings who are blended. Yeah, not blended siblings. Yeah, true. But yeah, I was like, oh, Coffee's... this all feels very familiar okay. right. and reminiscent of that. <laughs> Wait, what did I miss? Oh, I just I was trying to think of other '80s. Families where but the Cosby's are always like the families. exceptional show, like the exceptional family, yeah. the exceptional parents. R.I.P. Their exceptional okay. status. All right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were. I had to put that in there. All right, reset. Uh, no. <laughs> Does that mean we're ending this one and moving to the second one? Uh, maybe, except I we do... Have to talk about Liberty Van Zandt. Oh, no, well, so are we doing our favorite character for each episode? Oh, that's yeah, a good one, yeah. yeah. I think we have to. Because my favorite was Liberty Van Zandt. Oh, for, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm making a gross go, out go, face. Go ahead. Yeah, go make your case. Okay. For the lib. She's... <laughs> I mean, like, clearly she's so there to be annoying, but I find her charming, and she's very enthusiastic, and Sonnet is shaking her head at me right now. Well, also, <laughs> if you want this to be about electoral politics, and we have two options, someone who paid off someone and didn't really, it just assumed she was going to win, so didn't want to do the work, and someone who kind of actually maybe ultimately wanted to do it, our third person running for office seems to really care. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's Liberty Van Singh. Mm-hmm. She's also not white like that. Is this is actually she, white though, question mark. Okay, like are we talking about in real life or in the show? In in the show she's white. Yeah. So okay. Well we show, we don't yeah. actually know. We never see her dad. Uh, okay. But in the show I think Ray Ray was like Ray, my girlfriend, was like, there's no way she's white. Okay, yeah. but we cannot trust Ray's opinion. But either way, I just also, she, I don't know. I thought she was, I think also there are no nerds besides her that I recognize as nerds. Toby, JT, that I re- No, but I mean that I recognize as like, like schooly nerds. Like push oh, up academic. Uh, yeah, like push up all, your glasses nerds. Because well, they're like, all like computer nerds or like Well, like there's other dweebs. ones. Like a lot of them are like, you know, into being high achieving or whatever. But, but in this Liberty's, episode. Liberty's definitely yeah. like the height of that. She is She's also completely separate from everybody. Mm-hmm. And doesn't, which I think could make her annoying. But also I thought it was interesting because she's sort of separate from this weird politics Mm. I can tell why you wouldn't like her. No, but, no, that's not why I don't like Liberty. Why don't you like her? I can't, I can't say future shows. Liberty is just like, oh, she's so extra. I just, <laughs> but, uh, but they're all so extra. She paid money for, like. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, so for me, I like Liberty because, like, I was Liberty. Like, I was the kid who did not quite understand yeah, what social dynamics uh, I was treading on. <laughs> Because <laughs> everyone else gets a friend. Right. Everyone else in this, this is a world of pairs. Mm-hmm. Except for in the next episode we get. Well, I like, I mean, I, <laughs> Liberty here is, is reasonably entertaining, but my favorite one in this episode is Paige. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like Paige is great. I, Paige, because new year, new look, new Paige. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag goals. My other favorite character that shows up in both this episode and the next one is the Razor Scooter. It's like one of the few things I I really didn't get when I was a kid. That's a broken wrist. I don't know. You shake your eye out, kid. What? I know. I always thought you were. I was like, what? I was like, that's a death trap. I feel like Big Scooter didn't want you to do that. Bleepity bleep bleep bleep.
The adorable chase hug that Ashley gives to Jimmy. Are they dating? In the episode where I'm like, wait, are they dating? They walk away yeah. together. Yeah. Fine. Bleepity bleep bleep bleep. If the episode doesn't want us to care about him, then it's whatever. If you care about him and he doesn't, because he says, there are like three times when he tells Toby directly, he's like, I really don't want to do this. Mm. So if he doesn't want to do it, then there's no harm, no foul on his side. He just gets out and he doesn't get bullied anymore. Profit. Yeah. Yeah. More money for magic tricks. I don't know where the magic thing is coming from. <laughs> magic, right? Not yet. If he does, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I just, Did I just like transpose? You keep saying magic. I think, okay, I think I'm collapsing JT York with my brother. Okay, kids, no, it's very much a comedy sort of like stand up. Because that's what he says about his speech. It's like a stand up. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know how many, but yes, JT is like comedy. But $25 when I was 12? Sure. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, what if, it's not like JT has bills to pay. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's chilling. Things he are cheaper. Load up on his free porn stuff. Maybe he could get some wrist cards for his <laughs> Which he carried around the whole school. <laughs> that is like that trap. You have lockers? Like, where are you going with this? So I want to say, wrist things are not the same as a death trap. <laughs> they are if your job involves your arm. Okay, we can talk about safety in the next episode because I actually have like a safety comment. <laughs> Is it about the shoes? It's not about the oh shoes. My oh my god! Oh my god! The shoes are fun. But actually, the ankle twisters. Dylan came in while I was watching, and he looked and he, at the TV, and he's like, "Oh, those shoes." <laughs> oh, oh, I had, was, I had those shoes. So that, that is our segue to yes. Eye of the Beholder. Tiffany, would you like to tell us about Eye of the Beholder? Sure, I will. Do, uh, so, uh, season one, episode four, I have the Beholder. Uh, we open up with a scene where Terry is talking to her dad. Her dad is asking her if she wants to go to the dance. The first night dance. Which is the first, the first night. night. <laughs> yeah. I guess all of the other dances were during school hours. So I saw my school was. Yeah. So this must be like some kind of change that Ashley affected. That's my the impression that yeah. I got. Like, but also, I'm like confused about how far into the school year we are. Is right. this the second week? Are we, you already having a dance? What is happening? I mean, homecomings, homecomings are usually like pretty. You know, I mean, in like October though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So middle school homecoming. Terry doesn't want to go because she is really self-conscious and nobody doesn't think that anyone's going to dance with her because um she calls herself a fat cow um and in echoing a lot of um the sort of teases that that she has heard then she goes to school and spinner who with jimmy was giving emma and manny a hard time among other people in the previous episode uh spinner really asks terry for her notes for history class and she is happy to give them to him. It's clear that she has a crush on, on him, and he is, seems to be using this as an excuse to ask her if she's going to go to the dance. And she says no, makes up this excuse that her dad won't allow her to go to a nighttime dance because she's not comfortable with herself. So then we get this like weird scene in the hallway with Ashley <laughs> and Terry and Paige comes up, I think, at some point during it. And Ashley is explaining, oh, wait, no, Paige sees the interaction between Terry and Spinner and gets jealous. And she asks, after Terry leaves, she asks Spinner if he's going to be at the dance. And he's like, yeah, sure. And she asks him to save a dance for her. Ashley and uh, Terry are talking about the dance. Ashley's really trying to convince Terry to come. Basically, 
Ashley and Paige decide that they need to do a makeover <laughs> on Terry to make her feel better about herself. And this is fairly close to a quote, but Ashley says to Paige that Terry's not going to have fun until she feels better about herself. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and they're talking about her in the third person right in front of her. So, um, so they... To be fair... Ashley is 38 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So then we get like this little side scene where JT and Toby um, are approached by Emma and Manny about going to the dance. And um, they have their own schemes for the evening. Um, But JT makes some kind of quip about how boy bands and their (laughs) choreography ruined uh, middle (laughs) middle school and high school dances for regular boys who can't dance. So, um, so then we go to the house where they're doing the makeover, and of course, Terry's lovely. She's a beautiful girl, she and um, she's, you know, wearing that terrible poly rayon blend <laughs> skirt, two-layer skirt that every one of us had at that time, and like a tank top or like a camisole sort of top. And the shoes. Uh, so the, like, slipper. the shoes. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, the slides where it's just, like, one piece of fabric that goes over the top of your foot. But the sole is at least, I don't know, a good three inches thing. It's just a platform yes. Yes. that is just, so it's a slide with a three-inch platform. I had those shoes. I also had the flip-flop version of those shoes is like the, oh the thong. The yeah. Okay, my cousin got married in those. All right. But we'll, they were white. We'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. The shoes are very important. Shout them. out Charity. <laughs> so, so during the makeover, um, Ashley has to go set things up. She leaves Paige alone with Terry, which we all know is going to be a terrible idea. And I was like, what the fuck is she going to do? This is going to be terrible. But it's even worse than I thought it was going to be because Paige gets Terry drunk on Sherry. Terry gets into the Sherry. Terry and I was is just <laughs> trying to figure out if this is Paige's Sherry or, pa- or Terry's dad's Sherry. Like, who Sherry is this? Yeah. And, In the unlabeled bottle. And also what seventh grader or eighth grader knows what Sherry is. Paige is very cultured, okay? Right. <laughs> new Year, new Paige. New Year, new like, new Paige, new drag. Oh man, uh, and so it's the, Canadian, right? I mean, there's also no. Wait, are you saying this is also pre? Possibly. I this is know. also pre all the like um, malt liquor drinks that would be what they would be drinking now, right? Oh, but if it is the, like, it is during Zima time. But it's no, post, it is post but, Zima. But it is definitely post. But it's not. Zima. But now I feel like they'd be drinking like Mike's Heart. Like it's sweet drinks make sense to me. But they had. Sweet. I'm just thinking about all the drinks. But if they're that taking, but they're not buying. They're buying. They're clearly this taking it from his. You're right. Some parent. Some, some parent who has an unlabeled bottle. Yeah, of the sherry. generic green <laughs> bottle of sherry. Papa Terry, which sherry. I'm just gonna roll down the street with. But <laughs> can't carry right? it. Right. I was like, I wrote down only in Canada! Exclamation. Only line. on this soundstage. <laughs> with a twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old girl walk around with a bottle. I mean, they like to be 19 to drink in Canada, so maybe they're closer. Anyway, um, so they go to new the... New Year, new page. They go to the dance, and Terry is very drunk, and proceeds to dance with Spinner, 
and Spinner is like, are you okay? And, and it gets increasingly awkward and weird. And Ashley is trying to keep Mr. Radich away from Terry so he doesn't figure out that she's drunk. And then she goes and gets sick. And, mm-hmm. and then what else am I missing? There's a side story where we meet Sean, who's the new guy. Yes, oh, Sean! Yeah. And we those of us who haven't watched before don't know what his story is, and we haven't been told it yet. Right. So Except Sean, that he's been held back. Yeah. yeah. So we know he's been held back, and Jimmy keeps mentioning this, and he gets angry at Jimmy at one point, and basically says, why do you keep bringing it up? So then there's plot B of this episode, which is the Toby and JT plot of this episode. And the ladies are more mature than men plot, which is kind of what the Emma Manny thing. Right. Yes. So, Emma is willing to go to the dance by herself. It's awkward, but whatever. And Emma doesn't need a man. And she's willing to like intercede. And when Jimmy and Sean are fighting, she intercedes so they can dance. Sorry, I took it from you. Well, and at one point, so pursuant to this side plot, when um, Emma and and uh, Manny follow up with the two boys, Emma kind of pouts for a moment, and we get Liberty, who comes up and says, Emma, quote, Emma, are you really going to let a couple of prepubescent boys di- dictate your amusement? <laughs> which, <laughs> is, which is the best. That is, that's good. So somehow they get a list of porn sites. Where'd you get these URLs? <laughs> I that down. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote, okay, Kate McClinton. <laughs> McClintock. Wait, no, that's... Is that Anne McClintock? Who's that Anne McClintock? Kate McKinnon, that's what I... Isn't All right, we're going to edit that out, because that's Wait, literally that... what my doctor Kate McKinnon is the one from SNL? No, yeah. who's that? Kate yeah. McKinnon is on SNL. <laughs> yeah. Anne McClintock writes about uh, post-colonial imperialism. Yeah. No, yeah. who's the... Kate McKinnon that's one is the... one of the anti-porn ladies. Yes. Who is? There's like a Wait, whole. No. <laughs> no, but what? Is, that's what I. That's literally what Catherine. I heard. Catherine. 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 Okay, gotcha. Catherine. But McKinnon. she does go by Kate or okay. Kitty. Oh. They just talk about objectification. There's right. Yeah, I don't right. Hear what they're because saying. apparently all the sites they're looking at are just women who are naked. Right. <laughs> is what it sounds like. Yeah, because there's no. Yeah, they're just scrolling through sites that yeah, are naked just women. Yeah, like boobs. And then the other next day or Monday. Are those real? Because that's Monday. The other thing that happens Monday is that we come to discover that somehow between Friday, where Spinner seems really concerned about her when she's drunk, he likes, he likes and her. Monday, Paige has somehow swooped in, she's now the homework helper, and they walk away together. Right. And there's probably There's probably some heavy petting. Post-its. I don't know. I, 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 I think, <laughs> I mean, because it doesn't seem like in the moment Spinner cares. No, That's what confused me, was that Spinner seems to not care about her at all. It just seems like Paige is written as, like, predatory. 
It's, it's an opportunity. Thing. Yeah. yeah, Paige is always in the wings in this episode. The center seems very no, literally, I wrote down Paige is creeping in the background. Yes, because yes. like when they're in the gym or whatever, putting up decorations, Paige is like on the ladder, like in the middle, but in the back, <laughs> listening to them. Like, what is She's happening? She's the here? ultimate interloper. I feel like we need. I need to take this moment though to talk about. The gel pens, the sparkles, and the day glow that was the night dance. It was it was epic. The fight, the weird fight, not fight, yelling of Ashley at Liberty for the fact that no one can read the sign. Which first of all, we could read because it was too sparkly. Fuck you, Ashley. There's no such thing. But, you know, at that sign moment is also when Sean just comes up and throws his money on the table and walks in. And Sean, I love Sean here. Um, That's so great. Because this is the safety thing I was going to talk about, though, because Sean first appears on this motorcycle. And they don't introduce him, but the person driving that motorcycle is his brother, Tracker. Like I looked it up to see if Tracker had a real name because I really didn't remember. Apparently his name is Scott, but I don't remember him ever being called Scott. His name is Tracker, okay? And Tracker's helmet is not fastened, so he just has his helmet sitting on his head with his little belt hanging down. I'm like, why? Why? Tracker. Maybe so you don't get get pulled over for having a helmet. But also, Tracker knows what's up. Tracker's like, go be good. Well, maybe it's like the way to mark him as a bad guy, like a like a I bad mean, boy. Yes. That's whole. That'll be like Sean's whole existence because he rides on the motorcycle with his brother, and he's been held back, and he's kind of doesn't care. But then also goes to the school dance. Mm-hmm. So he trying. Sean, he ready. We, I really appreciate this show for letting us know who the bad boys are um, with gel. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The gel. Well, I mean, but Toby's a little gel, and JT is definitely gel. I don't understand what's happening with Spider's hair at all. Yeah. (laughs) We should do a Spinner hair watch. Oh, yeah, Spinner actually goes through a lot of hair. Yeah, he he does some hair. He does Does He even does that, like, white boy braids thing for a minute. He does a lot of hair. He's, yeah. He has, like, some of the, I would say he might have some of the most hair shifts throughout. He has the most hair shifts. Emma has the worst hairstyle. Oh my god, her <laughs> hair for the dance is so bad. Because uh, it's like it's a it's a ponytail and like with a little bit um, go. a scrunchie for my hair. <laughs> um, so she has a scrunchie, which whatever scrunchies were scrunchies. That's not the bad hair choice I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So she has her hair up in kind of a half ponytail, and the bottom half, the half that's hanging down, is just straight. She hasn't done anything to it. <laughs> but that half one that's in the ponytail is teased to the nines. Like it's still the 80s or something. It's um, so. It's Maybe so like, okay. Like but Spike is like a hairdresser. Oh, uh, so yeah. She, she probably did. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my god. She probably was like, this is what we did with Snake. Oh no. When Spike so drops her off for the dance and I she's know. like, don't, don't walk, walk home, home alone. alone. I was like so how embarrassed she was. She was like, man. She is a so I mean, bad, yeah. she's young. It does mark her as young. Yeah. That was the thing I liked about both these episodes was however we feel about the bullying, the bullying does feel very real to their age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I was gonna say about Emma as well. At the dance, 
the fight between Jimmy and Sean happens at the dance yeah. where he expresses his desire to not be reminded about the fact that he has been held back. But like Emma's MO was to step in to defuse the situation and ask Sean to dance at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so like we establish her as someone who likes a bad boy, but also that seems like the worst idea to take someone who's well, like to go back to Simon to to Emma's point about like economy of episode. Right. They're gonna just skip in the same way that, that last scene of the last episode, they're like, We're not gonna show you what happened to JT, but we can tell you in expository dialogue. There it's like we could have two moves, one where she diffuses it, one where they dance, but why not just put them together <laughs> for no reason? And then Shema is in- concepted. Concepted? Incepted? Incepted? Conceived? <laughs> Shema, though. Shema. See, I I know, but for me, it's Shema. Yeah, but you can't. That doesn't, it won't work that way. Okay, Shema. Are we doing, yep. No, I mean, that's like their actual couple day. Yeah, <laughs> Sema. Sema. Yeah. Sema's a thing. Okay. It's called, she's taller than him. <laughs> I mean, I love, I actually, I like Paige. And I like Terry. I don't really care for Ashley. Yeah. But I prefer the friendship, the Manny-Emma friendship. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because Paige is like some malevolent being. <laughs> 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 like there is no first of all I don't know why Paige even likes better <laughs> or anybody <No. laughs> seriously but, though and why can't he take his own goddamn geography notes like does he not know how to walk no like, I think no I mean I think that the reason that he asked for the notes was as an excuse to right. ask her basically to the date which is what mm-hmm. Ashley said yeah because Ashley's right. like he's a bad student because right. Miss Kwan bullies him in front of everyone in the previous <laughs> episode about how many times oh my god he was whatever what did Miss Kwan do in this episode something happened in this episode too wasn't it was it when they see something about the, da- the dance on the TV and she's she there probably was a is Kwan like moment. no one's going to love you spinner you piece of shit Wait, oh, what? it's when the class starts and she's just like, open your books to chapter four. And then I was like, what is this class where you just walk in mm. and you're just like, open your books and just start reading? And I was I like, think, what is your lesson? I think word? she teaches English. <laughs> I think. You know, chapter four of English. <laughs> Maybe. Because uh, they all have textbooks. Something ha- I can't remember what happens in that scene, but I just remember being like, what? How is this teaching? How is this? I had those, I mean, I had those classes. Like, chapter four book. But there is more to that scene. I know there's something else happens. There's a reason that scene. Well, isn't, I think, because that's the class where Liberty talks to Emma in that class. Pubescent boys. Yeah. Steal your fun. And I think Sean's there and Emma, like, gives him a glance or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And when, but in a different scene, Spike's like, or no, Snake's like, Sean, do you want to introduce yourself? No. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just just so succinct. (laughs) But, like, that's another thing, right? Because the Snake also introduces him by saying, yeah, Sean was here with us for a few months last year. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need them knowing that information because if I'm in the seventh grade now, right? you just told them I'm in the seventh grade last year. Oh, my God. I don't (laughs) need... We are on the same page, also sir. Also, FERPA. <laughs> right? Do they have FERPA in Canada? No. Oh, yeah, what is it in Canada? And FERPA is only, does it only apply? Does FERPA apply? Yes. FERPA is a yes. college thing. 
And it's also, I think, more recent. But, yeah. but also, it's in Canada. <laughs> it's called Kerpa in Canada. For those who don't know what Kerpa is, it's basically a list of guidelines that protect students from their information being shared with others. The public. Yeah. And it's the Federal Educational Rights and Privacy Act. <laughs> so in Canada, it's the Canadian okay. Education <laughs> At any rate, I think they, that already started Sean on the wrong foot. He's like, oh, I shall not. But his stock really went skyrocketing when he did that for Emma. I mean, Emma got a lady boner. <laughs> she was like, Ooh. I mean, Emma is B story in both these episodes, too, so it's kind of like hard to know what she's thinking. Because <laughs> she's just like there, like in this, the dance scene. Yeah. Because she's alone, she has no one to say how she's feeling to. Mm. I mean, I didn't think that the dance looked exactly like every middle school dance mm, I went yeah. to. Mm-hmm. For sure. It was a very believable level of awkward. It wasn't like Hollywood high school dances where it's like, we have three live bands. Right. And a complicated theme. And, and everybody like, knows the choreography yeah. to at least one song. And they she's all that. Together. Yes, exactly. Maybe. They put a line in to explain that. And Usher is our DJ. That's uh, who had the line. <laughs> yep. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's the line? That they learned it in gym class. Yeah. The choreography. Oh they would at that But I love Spinner's... <laughs> Like white boy overbite dancing. <laughs> it was so because I was wondering what their how awkward the level of dancing so would be. Like I knew it was going to be bad, but I couldn't remember how bad. Bleepity bleep bleep bleep. Yeah, so Terry, <laughs> white girl wasted. Would well, she's real wasted though, because so like is, more than white girl. Sherry is super sweet. Well, because a fortifi- mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fortified line. Paige, it's pretty high. Paige was like, "Here, drink mine." <laughs> well, and then she just moved onto the bottle, right? Especially since they don't ever give any indication narratively that like this is a thing they do. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it seems likely that Paige has probably drank before, but she probably oh, is not downing bottles. It doesn't seem like Sherry. Terry does. Right. Yeah. Right. Terry was tentative about. What the sherry would do, but apparently it is to embolden her into that. I mean, there was the other, the interesting thing about the arc of this episode, the other episode has what's supposed to be, I think, a satisfying ending. This one does not. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I think, in this case, I think we are with the emotions of it. Like, in the last one, like, obviously, I felt like I didn't mm-hmm. like, whatever, we had that discussion, but this one, I think. No, I don't think anyone was like, whew, thank God Paige got her way. Because <laughs> there's also no point at which poor Terry is just so oblivious and never says what no. I would, which is like, that bitch got me drunk. Right. 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 She doesn't quite see it. No. No, she thinks Terry or Paige is her friend. And Ashley is much more discerning, but she still doesn't like. But Ashley's there's not a whole thing there. Yeah, Ashley is. She's the worst. This is one of the worst. Well, I think that we're supposed to understand that because Paige was able to dance with Spinner, she was able to, like, I don't know, put some kind of charm on him, and that's why they're It's now... called a hand job. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I think also maybe it's that she... I mean, the only way it makes sense to me is that she lied about Terry. Yeah. Because yeah, Spinner, sure. in this episode versus the last episode, seems concerned... And doesn't, even when Terry's, like, drunk and wasted and embarrassing, he seems embarrassed. Like, I could see also, like, 
He's an eighth grader. It would be embarrassing to be dancing with a drunk girl. Mm-hmm. But he still seems to be concerned. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then we have another one of those cuts where then the next time we see everyone, like, things are different. Right. right. I do love... The editing was generally better in this one. Yes. Yeah. Like, the story progression made sense Well, and also this time, I think, the not seeing but having Toby and JT give a recital of what happened to Emma and Manny is amazing. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, then Emma and Manny call them losers yeah. and walk away. At the same, like simultaneously, mm-hmm. in unison. That part where Jimmy tries to talk to to Sean outside, and he's like dribbling a ball, and some kid comes and takes the ball, and I was like, "Is that Jimmy's ball? Is that like a grassy ball?" But then Jimmy, I had the same thing. I noticed the same thing, and Jimmy just doesn't care. He's right. like, yeah, "It's fine. I I had other things to do." Wait, right now. is that the scene where they had Jim, Jimmy say, "I"? Because I was also like, what the I don't know what he said. He, there's all one of, scene where he says, I, and that is not Jimmy's character. And it's like, why are you, uh, I just was like, <laughs> they took the ball and Jimmy was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone just like, drive by, steals. That was, the, an, like, yeah. Yeah, that was another place where Emma had a glance with Sh- at Sean. And Sean's not glancing back at any of these times. He's yeah. just being like, young James. <laughs> in denim. Lots uh, of denim. All you denim. You know, he all is the, the best Dylan ever. Not your husband, Dylan. No, I got it. No, <laughs> 90210 Dylan. I got what you were saying. He totally is Dylan. Luke Perry, eat your heart. Does out. he have pierced ears? Yes, yeah. both. He does. But he wears mismatched earrings. And can we talk about his hair? Is his hair, like, weirdly, like, because it looks like it's either a really bad fade or it's, like, just cut, like, weirdly, like. It's, it's. A growing out bowl cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, there's some little kinks. But he's right? he's he's got wavy hair. Yeah. yeah, but like right here, his hair stops. Like there's no side. Right about the like, right yeah. About yeah. ears. Yeah, I thought it was weird. It oh, was fuzzed in, and then yeah, like the la- levels were wrong. He's yeah. so cute, baby Sean. Mm-hmm. Baby Sean. Yeah, one thing we also did not mention yet, although I think we did before we started recording, was that we all now know that when someone is drunk, it means that their bra strap is hanging down. Yeah. Thanks to Terry's bra. I mean, if they're wearing bra. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, but I loved the the when Spinner gets drunk in you know episode twenty three like his bra is also hanging out. <laughs> yes, she is. also the skirt when she oh when she hikes up her skirt to show her knees, <laughs> which is Paige's influence. And then when she gets to this, Ashley is like, "What is going on here?" Pulls her skirt down. Yeah. Ashley, the, the, the bottom hem of the skirt, not the whole. Thirty eight year old Ashley is not having it. Auntie no. Ashley is here to fix her skirt. <laughs> Get inside before he sees you. Mm-hmm. Moral of this episode is don't leave your friend alone with Paige. Especially your, like, emotionally insecure friend. Because that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like, Paige wouldn't have been able to pull that on, like, Ashley, right? Oh, but no. she can pull it on Terry because Terry's already vulnerable. We also didn't talk about the fat phobia in this episode, but, like, Terry's not fat. Which, and I don't know... And they keep calling her fat. I'm trying to remember, like, I was trying to remember if anybody else any other characters ever do and I don't really remember because I mean this is like an ongoing insecurity mm-hmm. sort of but I don't remember like if any of the other characters that we actually see do that to Terry or if it's just like some outside figures mm-hmm. that, that we I don't mean it's also see. a function of she is in a group of girls who are do like a certain kind of femme performance 
And they haven't, like, and she they also haven't one, gone through that stage of puberty yet. Um, but she is the one who doesn't do it as we're normally presented to her. She's very, like, comfort way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So compared to them, it's more like she just doesn't, like, she just seems comfortable. Because mm-hmm. if she was friends with Manny and Emma, they don't, they aren't doing this perf- this weird perform, like, yeah, weird, she, like, adult yeah, yes. performance. Manny's thing. song. But Wait, here, that is miles away. <laughs> it's true. But no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't think the episode was overall that fat phobic because they made it clear that she felt that way. Right. And I mean, it's well, not Paige like, was leaning into that too. Yeah. I mean, no, I think characters. But I don't like, think that the episode mm-hmm. seems to be, on, the episode is very clearly on the side of Terry's dad, I right. thought. And Which I think, is why he's there at the beginning. But like, like, and that's also like, Paige is, like, opportunistic thing. It's not, yeah. like... Like, I don't think the Paige is gonna be, like, you know, hanging out in the locker room, poking at Terry's side or something. But, like, she's like, oh, this is a thing that I can use. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, like, when, I, when, when Ashley left her house and left Paige and Terry alone, my concern was that was what yeah. was going to happen, mm-hmm. was that Paige is going to, mm-hmm. like... Uh, in predatorial fashion, right, you know, right. basically attack Terry's self-esteem. So, in some way, I was kind of relieved. <laughs> yeah, no. I, was, I was kind of relieved to see that, oh, oh, she's just going to get her drunk and make, right. her make an ass of herself. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm so, actually kind of better with that. It's not this bad thing. It's the other bad thing. <laughs> right. Well, and it's so veiled. Yeah, because I thought that was going to happen, too. Like, right. I kept waiting. And it really ends up being that, in some ways, Terry has an internalized idea and the girls just don't see her as, like, as dressed up as her, mm-hmm. as them. And she's not flash. She doesn't have a flashy personality. And that seems to be more so what Paige is even, when she's like, you should be sexier. Well, but I will say that, going back to the creeper Paige uh, <laughs> background shots of Paige, when Paige is overhearing the conversation yeah. between Terry and Ashley about Terry's insecurities she about herself, it. Paige is like, aha. Yeah. And you see the light bulb go off over her She's head. Like, All right. Yeah. And she does use a lot of language about the makeover narrative is very much driven by like this idea. Because I don't think they mean it to be that way, but it lands that way, which doesn't really matter. Which way? I feel like Ashley's just like, you feel bad about yourself, so we'll make you over. Because Ashley also is not particularly deep. Right. Compared to the other two girls. She just means, like, a makeover will make you feel good. And Paige is like, we'll exploit this. And Terry's like, I feel horrible. Mm -hmm. And Ashley's like, I'm your mom. Right. When Terry comes out and Ashley's like, you look great. And Paige is like agrees but like like yeah. unhappily agrees <laughs> like, like oh, i guess <laughs> but no but right. like no but actually she looks good what the fuck am yeah. i gonna do here right. like exactly. how, how do i make this into a bad situation for let's Terry. break out the sherry it's yeah. true no i mean i think Paige was like fuck she looks good in shimmery eyeshadow too but then no. why does she know that her that terry's dad has sherry that's like why she was i'm totally snooping in the liquor cabinet so this was my question again did Paige bring the sherry you guys, everybody in Canada has table sherry. It's just assumed. I mean, table sherry. <laughs> 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 <That's too much. laughs> Out of all of the things said today, that is the most ridiculous. <laughs> right next to the syrup. <laughs> syrup and sherry. Maple syrup. Poutine. Poutine. <laughs> On the table at all times. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, your cheese curd's got a curdle, you know? Ew. Oh, God. Ew. <laughs> Paint 
just like, listen, girl, I got you. We got some poutine on this table and some sherry. Just rub it on your cheeks. Here, just eat this, drink this, and burp all night. Oh, God. Seriously. We're cutting that. (laughs) (laughs) Or that's the intro. (laughs) These episodes go so fast. I know. Like all of these random things. I want all of them. Oh my God. We all still have not met all of the students. No. Like there's still more students that we'll meet like (gasps) in this in this first season, I'm pretty sure. And then But I can see how they should binge well because I do think you're right that people change episode to episode. Because mm-hmm. I don't assume that the arrangement for the end of this episode will maintain that forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. like, I'm already, I've already been thinking about the finale of this season, which I remember <laughs> distinctly. <laughs> we'll yeah. get there, though. So, favorite characters? Um, Terry, of course. I'm, I'm, I am Terry Corner because I am Terry. I am, I am, t- I'm Terry plus Liberty Van Zandt. That is me oh, as, as a middle schooler. But I wanted to be Sean, probably like girl version of Sean. Sean's my favorite. I love Sean. <laughs> no, Sean, exactly. Like that is the type of response that I sometimes give people. And also, I just appreciate Sean's, like, general surliness and not his disinterest in all things, almost. Mm -hmm. And his denim. Lots of denim. I mean, denim's good. He pulls it off. Yeah, he's on point. Mm -hmm. Sean has a very limited wardrobe, and it's mostly denim and white t-shirts. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. In other words, Sean dresses like a trendy queer woman in L.A. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, I am your goals, right? <laughs> goals. My favorite character is probably Terry. Although I really like Spinner in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think Sperry would be a really good couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Also, real quick side note: Did anyone else feel like Jimmy's low key uh, passive aggressiveness was very much Drake low key passive aggressiveness IRL? Jeffy. I mean, he is not low key passive aggressive IRL. He just he's, is he's, passive aggressive. He's just like there are good girls and there are bad girls. That's not pa- that's not passive aggressive. <laughs> that is an entire. He only loves his bed and his mom. Leave him alone. Fine, fine. I'm trying to give Aubrey a little bit. Look, <laughs> young Aubrey is just there to get basketball stolen from him and give Ashley walks home. And awkward hugs. hugs, yes. <laughs> yeah. Christian side hugs. Uh, I don't know. In this episode, I mean, I like Terry. I wish her storyline went different. Obviously, I just really like Miss Kwan, and there's some scene that I'm remembering. And I want to go back and find it. I love Miss Kwan. Oh, I forgot to say that Toby's uh, dad and stepmom are also my favorite. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> they are awesome. Parenting winning. Yeah, that is a total parenting win. <laughs> you guys have to watch porn with us, but not in a sexy way, and it isn't as horrible. I don't, way. like, his dad always just looks, like, so relaxed. Like, <laughs> just completely relaxed. He's and I'm down. like, all right, Toby's dad, <laughs> you're chill. He is. He's chill. Yeah, no, they're pretty great. That whole, I kind of, my, right, like, at this point, I far preferred the grade 7 friendships to the grade 8 mm. friendships. 
Yeah, the friend. Well, yeah, because there's much less backbiting. In yeah, I mean, I think they're more innocent tape. right now. <laughs> yeah, well, we're early in the school they also, year. And... They, but they're more innocent. They also seem to know, like, because part of what happens with the Ashley Page Terry thing is they also seem kind of oblivious of each other. I've... It works partially because Ashley is so dead. Well, and Ashley's very like self-centered. She's in that a narcissist. Moment, right? She's yeah. worried about the dance. She's not worried about like Terry getting preyed on by Paige. Right. It's true. I, I think also there is a little, we don't ever get this backstory, but Paige and Ashley at some point had some sort of falling out. Right. Like, like, they used to well, be close and, that's, and we yeah. don't find out what happened. That's the thing. They're like friends, friendish. And, friends before the glow up. Right. And, but then yeah. like, because Ashley's this good girl person and she's very like the good girl and Paige wants to be popular, but not that girl. She doesn't want to be that particular character. Paige wants to be the it girl, yeah. and Ashley wants to be. She's trying the to good brand girl. herself with those glasses. <gasps> oh my god! With the glasses, with the shirts, with the squ- uh, the clear squad. purse. Yeah. the clear square purse. Oh I want everybody god. to the see clear what square. Yeah, those... with her Twix bar. In oh there. my yeah. god! Yes. Like, that's not mine. Uh, I just remember sure, who girl. we get to meet very soon. We get to meet Hazel. Oh, I've been waiting for Hazel to show up, and I don't remember. I like I I'm remembering all these characters and not remembering what episodes they have in. Hazel is in my top five. There's like at yeah, least like if you're looking for like racial diversity, there's at least four or five more characters that need to show up sometime in the next couple seasons. But I don't remember when they all. Yeah. Come. Soon the white people get weeded out. They don't get weeded out. <laughs> <laughs> just more racial They get deleted. In a good way. Um, In so, a fuck white supremacy way. It's, <laughs> it's it. <laughs> Carry on. I was just going to bring up the um, episode title. Oh, I know they older. Um, because, you know. Uh, I think that they were trying to be clever and think about like how this works at a couple of different levels. Uh, so you let's know. go, Tiffany. Okay, we, well, <laughs> you know we got beauty is in the eye of the beholder, mm. and Terry is sort of like beauty relativity. But also, like, then what does that do for the porn viewing? Like, oh. uh, and so like, there's a sort of there's a girlfriend. Well, no, and and just like I think that like with the title at least, like we start to think about how much should a girl like try to live up to you know particular standards for the consumption of the male gaze. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I mean like in in middle school terms, I think that they are laying out that dialogue mm-hmm. at least. So well, and the porn thing also returns us to the end of the second episode when we we're mm-hmm. talking about how the like the show. If, we're, if we have an adult-child co-viewing experience, right. there's sort of a, like, instead of being, like, it's horrible you watch porn, what if you defamiliarize porn by watching it with your children? Mm-hmm. They also have to do, like, when they're in that media immersion class, like, a technology code of conduct, right? which is, like, yeah. the internet is dangerous, and you mm-hmm. have to agree to be good. Well, and also to not look at porn on school right. computers. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I don't know... Where you the URLs? Right. <laughs> and I mean, like, My I don't know. My cousin's really into the net. <laughs> but also their dialogue <laughs> dropped at one point, and I was like, shout out to dialogue. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and I was and just they waiting. go and do something and come back? <laughs> yeah. And I was just waiting for, like, the, you know, millions of cascading windows to open up <laughs> that, that they wouldn't be able to erase and, right, oh computer. Yeah, I thought they were going to, like, 
like the screen was gonna freeze or something. Yeah. I mean, they really are cool parents, right? Probably saline or silicone. Weepity, weep, yeah. Weep, yeah. Weep. yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that was really great. That's true. So it's their eyes that are beholding. Yep. Mm. I do think it's also an interesting choice that we never get to see, which of course probably just means children's television. But there's a way in which they could have shown us like one screen, but we're always like behind the computer for mm-hmm. all of the porn consumption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which means we're watching them yeah. watch the porn and like <laughs> their faces are amazing. Like, okay, full disclosure, I've never been a 12 year old boy looking at porn on a computer, but like they seemed very blase about it. Like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, let's go on to the next website. Well, it's a very well, and also they were just again looking at pictures of women, so like it was also like. Like, I'm not really sure what they, like, what their interpretation of what it was supposed to be, because they were very upset about having to look at men in porn sites. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I don't know what they also were expecting porn to be. Right. I mean, it seems very, I mean, it seems very real, because that is, because they're at that age, like, with the girls, if the girls aren't yet at a point where they're in this sort of, like, frenemy zone or whatever... The boys are at that age where they're like, porn is a thing that we should be watching, but we're not really sure why, and we're still comfortable watching it with our friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But there's just yeah. an understated response. I was just like, the understatement of It the was response. understated. I mean, I understood. I was a little, but I was like, I just have to assume they've like, clearly done this before. Mm-hmm. I never looked at porn with other people, but I know that that was definitely a thing that guys do. And the guys being in porn is also like, I mean, that's the standard thing of like, why guys like to watch women like like the sort of like girl on girl that is made for the male gaze right because mm-hmm. there's no penises and then you're not like oh my god i got off watching men mm-hmm. but yeah it didn't seem that it didn't seem kind of blase but also it seemed very real to me that the excitement was about the fact that they were going to do the thing mm-hmm. and the thing itself is sort of like it's the sort of like standard like the secret is there is no secret but you haven't figured it out yet man <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Palin Chuck. Uh, no. That, this episode is the one that makes me sour on JT, like, hard. I think he's such a creep after this episode. For the porn? Well, because it begins this, like, JT's a pervert thing, which becomes a thing, especially oh. with Manny. Like, JT becomes, like, Because here, I mean... Here, I don't read them as perverts. I read them as five-year-old boys. Yeah. I mean, he is... Here. I mean, right. If there's more coming, I believe you. But nothing about this does seem any... Because I... Yeah, this is to set the stage for JT's sexual awakening. Well, part of it is, like, the the character type that JT is, is supposed to be playing is, like, this young, dorky like little guy who is interested like really interested in women but he can't get any of them to date him because he's like 12 and tiny so then it's like an ongoing thing because all the girls want other boys so he's a future pickup artist in short no that's exactly it so that makes sense because here that doesn't seem nothing about it seem pervy at all yeah it just seems like because when you're 12 and you're a boy there's like a like you've seen a script like this and you go and watch porn. Mm. I don't think that's pervy. It's pervy if the porn is like people you know, but it's, <laughs> it's not. To me, nothing oh, yeah, is pervy about is. like yeah this mm. sort of because I was that age and I distinctly remember going to find. Well, we didn't have a computer, but like wanting to go to find <laughs> pictures 
and being like, I don't even know I'm supposed to be looking for these yeah. so much. I just know I'm supposed to. Right? Mm-hmm. There's that socialization piece. If down the road it becomes creepy. Here, I guess I just, I don't like the idea that just because they look at porn, they're perv. No. I think the girls think they're perv, which makes sense. Well, but he's so- also, like, almost panting and excited. Like, he's so frantic and when the internet stops and he's like, get it working, get it working, the parents left. Like, oh, that seems just like teen boys and uh, much porn. There's nothing creepy about that to me. I, I didn't find it creepy either. I mean, it seemed... See, I need to I need to check my JT package at the door. I just needed to know, like, if that was the best computer place for them to... to oh, right? Like, right. like does somebody them. have, like, a more secluded computer in that we could be uh, tapping into these URLs? Because well, if they knew Emma before, they could have gone up to her bedroom. Because, I mean, the computer in the living room would not have been my no. choice. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, you would have done the basement computer. It, literally anywhere else, almost, <laughs> besides the one right in, that faces the door in which your parents walk in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, how intent did they have to be on what they were looking at to not hear the right. front door open <laughs> and close? Ooh. And yeah. All right. Oh, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Anything else, y'all? Even though I know the, t- the title of the episode is Eye of the Beholder, I kept thinking of Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> really? Yeah. Same. Uh, I, I mean, there's a Metallica like, song yeah. called Eye of the Beholder. And I-, I just think we should play Family Affair. Yeah. It's a family affair. <laughs> Not that one. Oh. Well, I'm very J. Blige. That's what I was thinking. Also a great song. We could do that one, too. Or we could just sing, Whatever it takes. I know I can make it. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to us <laughs> ramble on. This is That Bleeping Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at That Bleeping Pod. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at That Bleeping Podcast. See you next week. Bye. Two weeks. That's what I meant. That thing that I did say. Stop. No, I didn't still work for Come on, baby, just party with me. Let loose and set your body free. Leave your situations at the door. So when you step inside, jump on the Your back and get your body bumping. I told you leave your situations at the door. So grab somebody.